This is Behind Bridal, the podcast for the business, not the bride. Join us for behind-the-scenes access and solutions-focused conversation to help your bridal business thrive. Hey, everyone. It's Grace and Marissa back with another podcast episode. It's been a while. It's been a while. And we're coming to you in video form, too. If you are listening, you can tune in on YouTube anytime you want. Giving it to you in a few formats. We know so many people loved it. Today, we are here to talk to you about sales in general with today's bride. Cringe. Everyone's favorite topic. So we've got four kind of buckets of information we want to talk to you guys about. We want to talk to you about their schedule, their shopping schedule and how that's changed. We want to talk to you about in-appointment behaviors, trends, and then of course, as always, takeaways for you in-store. You can bring back to your team and hopefully make some more sales, increase those conversion rates. Get that money, honey. Get that money, honey. So the first thing we're going to dive into is their shopping schedule. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> insert insert very long sigh. There's yes. not enough time to do yes. that. So their shopping schedule has changed. Marissa's um notices uh drastically in her store. And of course, we notice it with everybody we talk to. They are shopping much longer in a phase that you know before it used to be you'd find your dress in what 11 to 10 days. Yeah. Um brides are doing this in multiple rounds. They are coming one month and they're gonna go to a couple of places, find favorites, and then a month goes by, they're gonna you're gonna have them cry in the dress. Yeah. They're not gonna say yes in the dress, but mm-hmm. then a month later they come back and they try on their favorites. Or three months later, or two four months later. Three, four. I mean, the truly limit doesn't exist at this point. <laughs> the limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. Um, and then they end up buying that same dress that they cried in, had all those emotions however long ago. ago. But it's just it's their process now. Mm-hmm. They're doing multiple rounds of appointments. And I think even yeah. you had mentioned, they're saying that now when they call. Like, oh, this is my first like round of shopping. Yes. They are discussing that this is their first round of shopping. I even had a bride come in and we said, you know, tell us a little bit about your shopping process so far. Where have you been? She goes, well, this is my first time here. <laughs> well, honey, yeah, no kidding. Like, <laughs> I ain't never met you before. How do we also make it your last time here, my friend? Yeah. So, you know, they're coming in with the intentions of revisiting you more and more times, which is a little frustrating, but it's what it is, what it is. It is what it is. The other thing that's changing is their appointment times. They are getting longer. We used to teach and we still do teach Mm -hmm. a very strict 90 minute rule. The goal is always to get it done in 90 minutes. If you are blocking two hours for your appointments, that's fine. But in a Saturday, when you block, traditionally, when you block two hours, you're losing a whole extra round of appointments. Yeah. So if you have four fitting rooms, that's four brides. It's a pretty big chunk of change that you're missing out on. However, if you're able to close them in that extra 30 minutes, what's your, yeah. What's the, I guess the question would be, or the data that you could pull would be if we extend the appointment times, what's our conversion rate? What does that equate to in sales dollars versus if we do shorter appointment times, but we get more appointments, what does that mean? And how many follow-ups come back off of that 90 minute, but So their shopping schedule is changing quite a bit, and it's something you have to pay attention to. Second thing we want to talk to you guys about is the in-appointment behaviors. So Mm -hmm. their shopping schedule, but also their shopping behavior has changed drastically in the last... I mean, we've been talking about this now for like a year and a half because we're transitioning into Gen Z, but Marissa and I were talking the other day about how there's so many... the, The bulk of all bridal stores are now dealing with Gen Z brides. Yeah, versus like split millennial and Gen right. Z. If you're not capturing the Gen Z, 
and you have a majority millennial customer, you may be missing it in the market. So the Gen Z bride is majority customer right now. And that's true across all consumer platforms. Mm -hmm. So their behaviors are changing. Uh, biggest thing that we're making an adjustment to is the need for validation. A constant need for validation, which is why they're doing it in multiple rounds, because they don't trust the first group of people that they're bringing with, and they need to be validated on a second round of shopping. And they don't trust themselves. Nope. They don't trust themselves. And why is that? Well, because they grew up on social media and they have made decisions based on how everyone else tells them how to feel about it. Yep. And it's not something we can change. It's not something to judge them for. It's just the truth <laughs> of the matter. So the first thing that's changed is validation. The second thing you brought this up. They constantly, I have never heard more brides say that they're indecisive mm -hmm. than I have with Gen Z's, yep. um, which again goes back to the need for the validation because they can't make it up their mind on their own. And it's just, well, I'm indecisive. I'm indecisive. And before you might have a millennial who you narrowed her down on a fit and a fabric and mm -hmm. you're just having her, oh, I'm indecisive on which neckline. No, these brides are indecisive in the fact that it is either a fitted dress or it is a polar opposite ball mm -hmm. gown because it equates to the vibe. Mm -hmm. The vibe. The vibe. The it's buzzword. not about the items. It's the vibe. Vibe, aesthetics, uh, a few of the major buzzwords of 2022 and 2023. So reiterating, confirming with themselves that they're indecisive, yep. also giving themselves an out to not yes. make a decision because they yep. just can't. The In line with that, the next... In, in appointment behavior trend we're noticing is that they are waiting for someone else to make the decision. Yep. And we see stylists trying to empower them. And we teach you how to, in our sales course, we teach you how to empower mm -hmm. your bride to make the decision herself. We're trying to do what we think is best, but it may be worth considering like they might need everybody else on board. We've actually been teaching this to quite a few stores. You have to get the group on board and let the group be heard mm -hmm. because if you don't, they're sitting there waiting for everyone to tell them how to mm -hmm. feel about it. And if the group doesn't feel the way that the stylist feels and the stylist, hopefully in all cases, wants what's best for the bride, if you don't have that group on board, it's like fighting an mm -hmm. uphill battle all the time. So they really need those external forces to help them mm -hmm. make a decision because they just they do not have the same critical thinking skills mm -hmm. and decision making ability as the millennial which we talk a ton about in our sales course it's actually the reason we revamped our sales course yeah we needed to because again yeah. it's a different dynamic different customer um the last funny little um behavior trait we have is they're really into signs <laughs> this is a sign my song is playing the yeah. name of the dress the name of the yeah. designer oh my god it just landed <laughs> Wow. It's yeah. only going to be here this weekend. I was meant to be. It was meant to be. So like play into that. Set yourself up for it. Whether you're moving product into the back room, it's all in your presentation. I mean, there's so many tricks you can do, but um, and appointment behaviors have drastically changed in the last six months to a year. Next thing we want to talk to you about is trends. And Marissa, I'm going to let you talk about this because you see so many more brides than I do. <sighs> Trends, I feel like we've recently seen a lot of people going more towards that minimal look. So the clean classic crepe, every bride came into my store showing me a square neck crepe sheath dress for Still here, it ain't going anywhere. Um, lately, we're seeing an uptick in ball gowns, which is great. Like actually them referring to having that Cinderella moment. Um, again, part of the vibe, I think. Still in a cool, fun, trendy way. Yeah, in a cool, fun, trendy way. But because also like with the multiple looks being a trend right now, they want to do a big ball gown because they know they're going to change into a cute little shorty. Um, they're not going to be in the ball gown all day. So we're seeing, again, multiple looks 
colored dresses are still pretty prevalent. Mm -hmm. um, although I will say I'm starting to see from my customer truly resorting back to ivory mm -hmm. um, and a little bit more modest necklines yeah. um, where, you know, the millennial always wanted the sexy plunge, the low back, just really sex appeal they really <laughs> on did. the wedding day. Mm -hmm. um, and the Gen Z bride is getting married a little bit younger and mm -hmm. she does not want to be on display. Do you know, do you, I haven't actually thinking about this as, as we are talking yeah. it through, I feel like the millennial shows up just in general. I would love to do some behavior research. I feel like the millennial shows up much more conservative in their personal life. And then on their wedding day, they'll mm -hmm. take a step out of the box, do the low plunge, super tight yeah. fitted. But the Gen Z shows up pretty exposed in their entire life. Yeah, I say, I mean, everything in regular ready to wear right now is like crop tops, little short, short, like nipple bras, midriffs, you know, all the things. Yeah. Um, and so that's why it is a little surprising when they do come in and it's like, well, this is too low. Yeah. But I do, I think, you know, they are getting married younger. Mm -hmm. And I think that idea of like, it's one thing to show up in like the crop tops and the cute trendy stuff. It's yeah. another thing to like be in a wedding dress and yeah. like be an adult. And I, I think feel that like that's, that's yeah, maybe now. that's, yeah, maybe they're like, I need the ball gown. I need, cause also I feel like at the time you and I were shopping for wedding mm -hmm. dresses, the, the prom side, social occasion was like ball gowns, yep. stuff like that. And now it's so crop toppy fitted that when they put on a ball gown, they don't feel like prom anymore yeah, because no, they never they didn't have that. that for prom. Right. Yeah. That's right. Fair. All right. So we, of course, as always, we have takeaways for you guys, longer appointment times. We know this aim for the 90 minutes, but build yourself like a 15 minute buffer or 30 mm -hmm. minute buffer, but um, do your, do your own research, whatever works for your store. There's plenty of stores that are still operating on a 90 minute appointment time. If you are really struggling to hit this, it may be time to invest in training, whether it's from us or for some, from somebody else, but I would highly, highly encourage you to monitor your data with this. If mm -hmm. you can close more sales, by extending to two hours, it's worth it. If it's a crutch for your stylist to move slower through the appointments and it's not getting you anything more, it's not worth it. Not worth the it. longer appointment times, pre-sell and post-sell. These, the follow-up and the pre-sell mm -hmm. are just a longer process, but also the more you automate it, the more you build it out, the higher your close ratio is going to be in mm -hmm. store. We did record a few podcasts in our insider podcast on pre-sell that I believe is up by the time you're listening to this. If not, it's coming soon. Um, but pre-sell and your follow-up uh, process has to be really, really strong. Mm -hmm. um, make your margins work for you. Yep. <laughs> costing you more money to do business. So when it comes to margins, um, you're, you're building in such a heavier marketing dollar now yep. because the cost of acquiring your customer marketing, I think we've said this before, marketing is a lot easier to do, but it's a lot harder to be efficient at now. And because that is the case, it costs you a little bit more. It does cost you more. Yes. And then lastly, um, get the group on board in every single appointment. They need the group to be able to make decisions. Um, we have a few tricks for addressing them early mm -hmm. on, but making sure they, they're paid attention to throughout the entire appointment is super crucial. We hope you guys enjoyed this. As always, you can email us or shoot us a DM for any questions and we'll see you on the next one.